It's live, you bozo. Meant <laughs> <laughs> to do my very sensible voice and behave myself. Yeah, exactly. That's what you said. Live, I'm shooting this thing. <laughs> I'm trying not to do my screamy voice because nowadays some people listen to us on podcasts and we have to be like professional podcasters and use our sexy voices to talk very sensibly. Uh, but we haven't got any of those, so we've got us four. Uh, so, first of all, welcome to Shooting the Shit. This is your Feminism Plus Business channel. It's uh, strong women, it's strong opinions, and uh, very occasionally, in fact, most of the time, it's strong language as well. So, this is the first time the four of us have been back together in such a long time, the four original shitters, and I'm quite overexcited about it. So, first of all, original shitter number one, Marisha. What's your name and where do you come from? <laughs> where do I come from? Oh, God. Well, my name is Marisha and I come from Leicester. So, uh, but I, I live in Yorkshire, so I, I'm, I'm not I'm not accepted in either area now, to be honest. But there we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, well, uh, you're from Leicester as well, aren't you, Joe? Does everyone leave Leicester? Is this a thing that everyone has to do? They have to go. <laughs> <laughs> So I, feel, I feel a bit personally attacked now. Um, there's nothing wrong with Leicester. Uh, yes, I am. My name's Joanne Grant. I, yes, indeed, originally from Leicester, but I live in Surrey. And one day I may go back. Very there's nothing wrong with Leicester. <laughs> oh, well, it's very, it's very posh in Surrey, though, isn't it? You'd have to lower your standards to go back, wouldn't you? Again? Again? What were the lessons? All my family live in Leicester. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Hannah Weinhold, what's your name? Where'd you come from? I'm Hannah Weinhold, and I'm offended at Joe's face when Rachel said it's a bit like Chorley because I'm from Chorley. <laughs> I have no idea what Chorley's like. Oh, it's it's a a show it is a right shit yeah. <laughs> A bit like Lester. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dare you, right? We've got crisps, we've got pot pie, we've got cheese, we've got so much, we've got the atom brewers, mate. We've got so much going on for us in Leicester. It's untrue. That's true. Hi, Do you know what? I'm with you actually. So yeah, because yeah, we're we're from we're from Lancashire, and and Hannah is obviously a defector into Yorkshire. And one of the things that always offends me about Yorkshire is that they don't have their own cheese. Lancashire has a cheese. Leicester has a cheese. Yorkshire, they always go, oh, we've got Wensleydale. It's like not called Yorkshire cheese, is it? So there we go. So yeah, anyway, there we go. Enough about cheese. Um, I'm Rachel Weinhold. Rachel Weinhold, also known as Hannah Weinhold's sister. Um, and yeah, so four original shooting the shitters uh, back together. And today we're going to talk about women at the Olympics. So uh, for those of you who are keen shitter listeners, we had a, an episode not that long ago, actually, was it? Probably only a couple of months ago where we spoke to Annie Beals, family friend, uh, who is one of the uh, world female arm wrestling champions. Uh, we were talking generally about women in sport, but as you might have noticed over the last few weeks, there's a, a lot of brouhaha going on with the Olympics. So we thought we've got to talk about women at the Olympics. We have to jump on and talk about that because there seems to be so much shit going on at the moment in various forms. So, um, oh, because we're now like officially doing a podcast and stuff, I thought I'd get some facts and figures for us about women at the Olympics. Are you ready for this shit, girls? Are you ready for this? Wow, this making an effort. Good, right? The first Olympic <laughs> Games to feature female athletes. I know, I know. I proper, I proper Googled and then I copy and pasted off Wikipedia. That is research for you. Uh, so the first Olympic Games 
Oh, that is absolute perfect timing. I was just waiting for that to happen. Like, oh God, now we can have five minutes. Just take a break. It's all good. (laughs) So yeah, that's her. So the Olympic I'm quite interested to hear that fact as well. So sorry everyone, we temporarily lost uh Rachel, who has the worst internet connection of anyone I've ever met, including my parents in Leicester. Um, (laughs) terrible so how about i can pick up on that i can pick up on that fact because um so because i i also did you know some research uh which was googling and therefore wikipediaing as we roll um and actually you know it's it's part of the reason why we're talking about today because i actually just went on a rant about it a couple of weeks ago um, because there's a whole bunch of stuff going off in the news that, but when I say the news, actually, that's not true. It's, it tends to be on socials because I think it's the social, you know, people pick it up on social media and it's not necessarily covered in the news and that comes a little bit later. Um, but anyway, to pick up on the point uh, that she was making, um, the first um, year that um, women were allowed to compete in the Olympics was 1900. What? So there you that's are. So I know, 1900. Late. That's actually not that long ago, is it, really, in the grand scheme of like when they started and all of that. Um, so, so yeah, there's, I finished that for you, that little fact, Rachel. You can carry on now. Well I done. Thank really you. I read a really interesting <laughs> fact as well that, um, that there was some com- uh, conversation in 2005 about whether or not women were allowed to participate in ski jumping. There wasn't a women's category in ski jumping in the Olympics until 2014, because he no. said so much jumping and landing, and then this is a direct quote, seems not to be appropriate for ladies from a medical point of view. And this is Gianfranco Casper, who was the president of the International Ski Federation. It's not appropriate for ladies from a medical point of view. Do you know what those drop out of our body? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Women yeah. What's going to gonna be... fall off? Yeah, women used to be advised not to ride, ride the bus over 50 miles an hour in case their uteruses flew out. <laughs> no, but do you know what? This, this still happens. So I went to a yoga class, not not on the bus. You're not you're not. And your uterus flew out. Oh, my oh, I went to a yoga class, right? And there was a move that we were doing where you have to have like your hat, your legs have to go backwards over your body so that they touch the floor behind you. And she oh, said, yeah. "Don't." Yoga, yeah. Yeah, she said, don't do it if you're on your period. And I was like, why aren't I allowed to do it if I'm on my period? And she was like, well, because it might damage your womb. I was like, are you, f-? like, she was a female yoga teacher. I was like, seriously, you think me going backwards over with my, f- is going to damage my, what the fuck? Why are we still yeah. having this conversation? Fuckers. Anyway, back to the don't Olympics. Because you'll get a nosebleed because it'll all rush up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's what I honestly I had no idea what her answer was going to be as to why I couldn't do it I was like is the blood going to get pumped back oh, oh bloody hell Rachel yes that's exactly <laughs> oh she's back she's back sake. She's sorry this is internet, terrible honestly I'm I'm hot spotting as well and there's no fucker else in the house it's awful isn't it uh anyway <laughs> right I, I need to talk to you about my Olympic facts. I need to talk to you about them. Uh, so uh, the, the Tokyo Olympic Games has been lauded as being the most um, uh, gender equal Olympic Games ever. But, and I was just finding this out before we came live, in February of this year, the person who was heading up the Tokyo Olympic uh, Committee uh, resigned 
because he said that they couldn't have any more women on the board of the Olympic Committee for the planning for the Tokyo 2020 Games because they would have to then uh, extend the time so much because women talk too much. Um, and he was and said, you know, you can't say things like that. That's very naughty. Uh, you might want to retract that. And he said, right, fine, I will retract it. Uh, and they said, do you, do you really think that women talk too much? And he said, I don't know. I don't. I try not to listen to them very much anymore. So he really didn't make things better for himself. So anyway, he did resign. I can't remember his name now. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Yoshiro Mori. So Yoshiro resigned and then they brought in a new Olympic committee and they did have more women on it. It's still not equal. The Olympic committee keeps saying they're going to try and make it more equal, but so far they haven't. Uh, there are a lot fewer women than there are men, about two thirds men to the number of women. Um, but they are still claiming that this is the most uh, equal Olympic Games ever. And the big flag fact, flag, uh, flagship fact that they are going with for this Olympic Games is that they let more women carry the flags at the Olympic Games opening ceremony and therefore they're more equal. But you've wow. been doing some Googling, haven't you, Reach? And you've been finding us some facts that have been jaw-dropping that, that indicate that perhaps it's not the most gender-diverse or gender-equal games ever. Tell us your facts. <laughs> yeah, tell us your facts. Um, so I just, yeah, started annoying myself, basically, by Googling, um, you know, this, that, and the other. And um, <clears throat> one of, the, um, one of the, the stories I read basically said that in 2020, uh, 2012, I mean, that's a way away, isn't it? 2012, uh, the Japan women's national soccer team travelled to the games in economy class, whereas the men travelled in business class. Um, and on the point of the um, IOC, which is the um, International Olympics Committee, um, they have um, been promising for years and years and years, basically, to have 20, at least 20% of their members being female, which they still haven't achieved. So there's only 20 out of the uh, current 106 members um, that are there that are female, basically, or represent as female. Um, and, you know, those are, you know, facts, basically, on, on things that have been happening. But the reason for my initial rant was all was actually because the there seems to be a lot of um, basic, it's like it's hidden patriarchy, you know, BS, you know, behind COVID rules. Um, so, you know, the one of them was that um, there was a, a female competitor, a swimmer, um, who's had to leave her, you know, newborn, basically newborn, still nursing baby at home. She's not allowed to take him with her um, because of COVID rules, which is absolute bollocks, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's That's just, yeah. you know, being dressed up as something else yeah um there is um a deaf um blind girl that can't take part in her swimming um because she's not allowed to take her primary carer with her which is her mum um but obviously as a primary carer um it's more about you know giving signals to be able to know when to start swimming and to know what to what to do it's more than just being able to sign or to give you know examples and this that and the other it's not just about care it's about being able to actually compete and again, you know, giving COVID rules to me, it just sounds like absolute bullshit. So that is my rant yeah. for today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good yeah. yeah, don't stop there. I mean, it's crackers. And, and I think the whole thing is just so frustrating because, like the, as we say, the, this is being lauded as the most gender equal Olympic Games ever. And yet there's still 20%. The, the goal is, sorry, is, is to have 20% 
women to men overall in leadership, in participation, in what have you. And they still haven't achieved it. So whilst they're saying there's more women than there ever have been, that's still a tiny number. I mean, the, yeah. the British team, so the British team actually in the, the British Great Britain, the Great British Olympic team, rather, they have sent 201 women to 175 men in terms of the athletes that have gone. So we are one of the, the best, uh, and you know, there are more women than there are men. But when you look at that compared to what other countries are sending, you know, it's a drop in the ocean. There's so few. I mean, mm. Hannah, Joe, neither of you have spoken yet. What do you think? Well, we can't get a word in edgeways, Rachel. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. <laughs> I think the fact that uh, that they're saying that twenty percent is the goal is just in itself absolute bullshit. Like, um, and I, when I talk to people about this, one of the arguments is, "Oh, well, you know, girls don't want to do sport. There aren't as many women coming through at that level that want to do sport." And I think. In improving the representation of women in the Olympics comes back to the attitudes that girls get when it comes down to sport in school, in society, from parents, from friends, the peer pressure and so on. And I think that that needs sorting out way before they even get to the point where they're thinking about um, entering the Olympics. And that's just such a tiny part of it. Representation is such a tiny part of it. We haven't even got on to you know, the sexist, the sexualization of the uniforms and all the sexual abuse that goes on in training. Which we are going to come on to, so don't jump the gun. I do think it's really important, though, that, that, that point about representation. So they used to say it generally about British athletes because, you know, when we were growing up, Britain would never won a gold medal. We never were anywhere, were we, when, you know, the Olympics were happening. We were way down the line. And because we never saw it, we never saw British people doing well. There was no investment in British sport. You know, it just wasn't on our radar. And then the, the 2012 Olympic Games happened in London. We saw it. It was, you know, it was a really proud moment for the country, wasn't it? It? After that, the investment in sport was phenomenal. And now look at what Britain is doing when they go to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And it genuinely, you know, people say, oh, you, you have to see something to believe it or to think that you can be it. And that sounds like a wishy-washy statement, but it is as basic as that, isn't it? If you don't see women from your country competing at the Olympic Games, you are not going to believe that women, that's the sort of thing women can do. I don't know. Joe, do you watch the Olympic Games? Are you into sport I have, at all? Um, I'm not. I'm massively into sport, but I must admit, in the, in the recent years, I've become more interested. And I have been watching a lot more of the, the Olympics, watching the highlights. Um, so it's really difficult for me because I know I'm coming with my own biases and I seem to just tune in every time there is a, a woman competing. So I feel like I've watched a, a lot of kick-ass women doing stuff that like makes my jaw drop. You know the you know the medals we've got in the BMX. I was watching the um, some of the weightlifting and this morning when they go really fast on the bikes around the drome, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I was watching yeah. the, uh, the the women's team on that. So part of me, I mean. I don't know if it's the way they're choosing to cover it or because I'm looking for it. I'm actually seeing a lot of women doing amazing things in the Olympics. So, yes, there's a long way to go prob probably in terms of equality. But from a GB team point of view, I do feel like we have got a good representation. And, you know, if I was a young girl sat tuning into this kind of stuff, you know, or watching it because my, my dad had got it on and my mum had got it on. I'm, you know, it is really inspiring to see, like, 
like women or sometimes their children almost yeah. on BMX bikes just doing these crazy things, which I think is incredibly inspiring. And I do think, yeah, like you said, the London 2012 Olympics have a lot to do with that and investment for the, the GB, but um, GB sports. So, yeah, I'm sort of coming at it going, yeah, it's looking, it's looking, you know, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for the women and the representation and I am somewhat seeing it, but it's all that stuff. And I forget who said it now. I think it might've been Rich, that it's not making the, all the sexist stuff that's happening is beneath. Like yes. it's, it's not, it's not the thing that's making the headline news. It's uh, the insidious stuff underarching it all that is still there. Um, so from front facing, it's look, it's looking better. And I yeah. suppose that's always been the case, though, hasn't it? That, that you know, what's presented to the world has always been, you know, look at this amazing, look at the prowess of human beings and the communities coming together and the, the world coming together. But actually, underneath it, there's always been, like, racism and sexism and ableism and transgenderism, you know, phobic and, and homophobia has always bubbled under. Like, there's never in a games really that's avoided controversy and I think like that representation is is really good through the media but it's at an institutional level that the Olympics needs to really examine itself. However I do, I do want to add on that um, and this is I've noticed as well, uh, well as well is good representation it's on the BBC coverage of having sports commentators there's there's good female you know women representation there however did someone did you see that someone took a pop at um oh, time terrible with names Alex, Alex face, yeah. for dro dropping her g's yeah get to fuck you fat bastard whatever his name was yeah, yeah. lord someone or other oh, and it yeah. was just like mm, Steve yeah, Fry had the best it comeback. Says it all. Yeah, it says yeah. it all, doesn't it? It's almost like so there's pe there's there's people within this, they just can't fucking help themselves, can they? Quite they cannot yeah. help themselves but to comment on something along those lines, and it's just an accent, it's a thing, you know what I mean? Well, that's but the thing, isn't how it? else can I pull that person down? Yeah, oh, yeah, let, yeah. let me pick on her her dress yeah. or let me pick on her G's. Do you know what I mean? That's, if that's all yeah. you've got for me, love, then you know, I'm doing all right. Well, that's it, they can't criticize her because she's actually really bloody good at her job. She knows what she's doing, she knows what she's talking about, exactly. So they can't criticise yeah. that. So they have to criticise what she's wearing or, how, or the way she speaks. That's the only thing they can do. Um, but, yeah, I did, do think it's interesting. You've, you've made a really good point there that, um, you know, once upon a time, the controversy around the games used to be about, you know, doping or cheating or something like that. Nowadays, and I wonder if this might be something to do with the Me Too movement. When when you Google, I've been Googling, obviously, for the last few hours, women, in the, women at the Olympics, women in sport, blah, blah, blah. There seems to be a lot of controversy that's being whipped up by the press and I do wonder if it is this fact of you know the press they've obviously got they've got to be clickbaity haven't they they've got to have headlines to talk about and they can't now talk about oh the women look don't don't you look fat and you've got cellulite and that 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 outfit doesn't suit mm. her so instead mm. now they're talking about the sexism and the blah 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 so there's been loads of stories recently about it the transphobia one uh, or the trans issues that they've been talking about has been must that's been all over my social media profile this morning so mm. 
for those of you, this is one of the, the women that I want to talk about. So for those of you that, that, that don't know, so Laurel Hubbard, she is the uh, New Zealand weightlifter. She was born a man. She transitioned in her 30s. She's been allowed to compete at these Olympics. She was weightlifting today. She's actually not quite, she's not, she's not placed at all. So Britain got the silver. Um, she, she cocked up essentially three lifts in a row and was disqualified from the round. So in horsey terms, she did not get a clear round and she was sent out of the ring. Um, but there were so many people this morning having a go about this on my on my Facebook feed, talking about, oh, they shouldn't let her compete and she's not a real woman and there's all this testosterone issue. And that seems to be what the press are focused on in a way because they haven't got anything else. I don't know. Have any of you seen any of this coverage? Yeah, and it's actually a myth that testosterone leads to enhancements in sport. Like, if you needed the level of testosterone, like you, your body can't naturally make the level of testosterone that gives you the edge in sport. So this whole argument that the Olympic committees and the, the you know, the powers that be in the Olympics have been making for, you know, ever, that men need their own categories, that women who are too manly can't compete, that, you know, that it's the testosterone that maketh the athlete. It's absolute bollocks. So, you know, next argument. Well, because have either have any of you heard about, um, and I'm going to pronounce these names terribly, but Christine Mboma and Beatrice Masalinghi, they are, um, I can't remember, they're from Africa. Uh, oh, Nambia, they're from Nambia. And, <clears throat> excuse me, they were disqualified because they, they were, they're, they're cis women, they were born women, uh, they've always been, they've always identified as women. Their natural testosterone levels were too high it's to high. compete. Yeah, yeah, and they've been banned from the Olympics. Now, they, they did yeah. say, the Olympic Committee said, if you take hormones to reduce your testosterone, we will let you compete. And they've both said, no, you know, we're not, we're not artificially, we haven't artificially elevated our testosterone so now you want mm. us to drug ourselves to reduce it and actually mm. we just want to compete the way we are and they weren't they didn't have any competitive edge so this seems to me like real double standards yeah absolutely Agreed. i wonder you know what you what you say in bolt testosterone level is if people are really measuring the men as well to see if they've got exactly that's the thing isn't it it's not even up for discussion when we're talking about men but it, when it comes to female and and what's happening within that category all of a sudden hormones play a, you know a massive role in that and actually I, I i do have high testosterone it's there do you know what i mean so i i'm and i'm aware of that because of you know the other things that come with and actually may you know then there's the, the question of you know unfortunately is it that it's it's a race thing that seems to come along with that conversation about elevated testosterone as well? You know, so there's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that's tied up in this, and it's absolute BS. It's almost yeah. like you said, like, well, we haven't got anything to talk about anymore because no, like, you know, drug testing is quite good, so we, we we weed people out that way. What else have we got? You know, yeah. to kind of make sure we can bring people down to a level, the level that we're happy, yeah, or we find is acceptable. You know, for people to be able to participate. And wasn't yeah. there also just thinking, you know, you, you said about testosterone and, and, and maybe, you know, it seems to be penalising women of colour. There was also the issue with um, swimming caps yes. that were yeah. allowed, you know, there was you. certain so to allow for different types of hair that might not yeah. squeeze nightly, nicely. And they were they were not allowed to be used. Right. Is that yeah. correct? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there are. Um, not not even necessarily religious reasons you know it could be that you've just got big hair like how do you put yeah. all that hair into a school cap like literally school cap 
And yeah. so there's a, a UK brand that have made uh, swim hats that allow for that, like this, basically. They've just got a bit of, you know, a bit baggier on top. Um, and, you know, they were they were said, no, you, we can't do it. Um, it doesn't follow the form of the head. Um, so therefore, um, you know, they're not not allowed and they're, they're not within. My brain cannot compute that. My brain cannot compute what, how, like it's still on your head. Yeah, your hair you, is you still have on a your human head. head. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like saying your head's the wrong shape. You're yeah, like, where did you draw the human. line? It's crackers. <laughs> and, uh, but you're absolutely right. It is. It's very subtly tied in with race because this trope of the black woman being more manly, it, you know, that's mm -hmm. as old as time, isn't it? And that whole yeah. thing, you know, those these women, obviously from Nambia, they are black. Um, and and they're be. I mean, look at just Google them, people. Just Google them. They're quite clearly women. They're really feminine. They're quite petite in terms of their frame. Um, and yet the whole narrative around them is, oh, that they've got too much testosterone. They're far too manly mm -hmm. to compete. It's got not you know you cannot measure gender purely by the amount of hormones that someone has got because people have yes. got you know polycystic ovary syndrome which which completely changes the hormones that doesn't make them any less of a woman it's fucking batshit um I, I, i'm conscious of the time i do also would like to i'd like us to talk about simone biles so simone biles yes. also a black woman surprisingly enough um she pulled out she didn't pull out of the entire olympics she is going to compete in the next couple of days apparently um on the on the beam but she pulled out of some of her uh, groundwork because she for the sake of her mental health she said basically she was getting lost in the air which is apparently a gymnast term it means when you start turning when you're doing flips your brain and your body don't work together and there's a chance that you will land that poorly and if you land that poorly you know you break a leg or you break yeah, your neck exactly. or exactly yeah. or you know worst case scenario you're dead but either way they are career-ending uh, injuries um she has faced so much fucking flack. And do you know who's been the biggest vocal uh, uh, vocalist against her? Fucking Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. Piers, uh, yeah. Middle-aged white man has been absolutely tirading her on Twitter, saying, you know, champs don't step down and blah, blah, blah. I mean, oh, again... the vile shit. Can we just move on from Piers Morgan? <laughs> he just doesn't deserve the air. He just fucking hates anyone that's not a gammon. But do you know what really wind, wind me up, though, about Piers Morgan is, um, so she has said she didn't pull out. She never pulled out of the entire Olympics. She just pulled out of those specific um, events. And she's now said that she will compete in the beam. He has said that uh, he, she, he's really glad that she's listened to her and taken his advice and gone back into oh, competition. Oh, he's such a twat. Oh, yeah. How, oh, how is this guy oh, not been absolutely awful. ousted? Honest to God. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Simone yeah. Biles is a fucking hero. Yeah, she, she absolutely is. But I mean, again, it's that rhetoric, isn't it? You know, this is a, a woman. She is a woman. You know, she's a fucking grown up. And she has said, actually, I'm not going to do that for the sake of my mental health, of my physical health. I'm not going to do that. And you can't make me. And so many female athletes have come out in support and said, you know, female figure skaters from the 80s and other gymnasts and stuff have mm -hmm. said, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd had mm -hmm. the strength to say that because actually I didn't. And this is my career ending injury. And that, you know, you can watch videos on Twitter. But again, everybody has piled in and said, oh, what a weak woman. What a, what a poor, yeah. pathetic woman that she can't, you know, finish the, the she, obviously women should not be able to compete in this. And again, it's just mm. fucking crackers, isn't it? How do, how do yes. we stop this? How do it's we just, stop this? And also, it's like, since when, like, talk about mansplaining. 
I'm sorry. Yes. Are you yeah. are you an Olympic gymnast? Yeah. So understand what happens when you're midair and how you would just, just describe that, Rachel. The you know I forget the term you use now. I think it's but, twisties or something, isn't it? They call okay. it twisties. So, yeah. But they've yeah, said so they get lost in the air. That's the term they've used. Get lost in the air. air. So I'm sorry, Piers Morgan. Unless you're an actual Olympic athlete gymnast who can commentate properly, you've got nothing to say. Yeah. You've got nothing to say. She made a professional decision because yeah. she's a professional sports person. And that's mm. the end. Like, that's all there is to say. How can we, anyone wade in unless you're that professional? Yeah. That's not your profession. Yeah. I'm oh, loving this rant. I am really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just. Go on, go yeah. on, Hannah. No, go on, Mish. No, I was just going to say it's, 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 isn't it amazing how it's so like we're all so passionate about this because it just yeah. it's there, isn't it? Just just under the surface, actually, it's it's fucking dirty, do you know? Yeah, it's really that this it is. kind of almost ownership, literal ownership of these people because they're performing for the country. You know, I can't and remember they the other guy performed that, in the way they yeah, perform. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the other the American guy that was in that same kind of rant space as, as Piers Morgan. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to give that arse all the airtime. But he was absolutely fucking vile about what he said, and he was like, you know, we almost we own you. That's not your gold medal. It's ours. And because you haven't competed and you haven't won, the Russians have won it, and I'm not happy about that. Like, and I'm yeah. like. Is this a joke? Like seriously, is this for real? You know that people are and, and actively saying it, like out, you know, yes, in the that's media. The thing. It's amazing. Yeah. And that, I don't know whether this is because of social media. You know, once upon a time, these these middle aged fat men who were sat in their armchairs would have just said it to the to their family who was around. But now they've got social media, so they can say it. Yes. I don't know whether that's yeah. the issue. Uh, or it is because we've had Me Too and they cannot criticise the women for the other things. So we've got this whole... But literally, everything I seem to have read about, you know, we, there are... Yeah, uh, although we criticised at the beginning, you know, when they said this is, you know, there are more women at this Olympic Games than there ever have been. And we went, yeah, well, it's still not very many. There are more women at this Olympic Games than there ever have been. And the only stories we are hearing is the women have pulled out and the women are falling out and the women aren't wearing the right leotards. This is another one. We haven't even got onto the the German gymnast team. Like, can we not just fucking celebrate these women that have got to this position athletes. without criticising? Yeah. Athletes. You know, the, yeah. the, the amount of things that, you know, the, the, the dedication and the passion for an athlete to get to that point, you know, and, and let's not, you know, I, I agree with Joe. you know, I think there's, and, and kind of to ha what Hannah said as well, there's this almost like united front with what's shown on the TV and what's shown in the news and things like that. But can you imagine like what they've had to go through to get there? I'm not saying that the men don't, you know, however, there is an, there's this other vile layer, you know, that, that the women have to go through to compete yeah. at this. You know, I, I, so. think, I, I know we're going to run out of time, but let's keep this got, going. I'm ready for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, you know, let's talk about outfits, right? And you know, yeah. the Norwegian beach volley handball team made it big in the news. It wasn't at the Olympics; it was a European match, and that, that they wore, they didn't wear bikini bottoms; they wore the shorts, and then they were fined for it, right? So, yeah. I remember not so long ago you know, flicking through the channels and beach volleyball was on a women's team. And I, I literally couldn't believe, I was like, 
is this some kind of joke is this kind of some kind of soft porn and that was no not in reaction to how the women were behaving they were playing it but it was everything about the vibe was sexualized so much yeah. so i didn't recognize it as a sport i thought if there'd been a load of men stood around with those big red cups going yeah then i would yeah. have just thought it was like a scene from some cheesy american pervy film so and that's not so long ago and can i also say it's also in my lifetime that i remember the it's not olympics sorry i'm veering off but it was wimbledon you know when they do like some montages at the end of Wimbledon and it's all like fun and there's shots. I remember them doing a, a, a video montage of showing women's asses. Yes. The yeah. players. Do you remember, do you remember when, that? When the women, yeah, because the women used to, well, I think they still do, don't they? keep the tennis ball in the pockets. And as they went to get a tennis ball out or put a tennis ball in, they yeah. lifted their skirt up. And yeah, Wimbledon always used to do. Yeah, exactly, upskirting. A video a montage, montage of, the end. of the asses. Yeah. All and the women lifted their skirt. I grew up with that. And then and yeah. it had some cheeky music over it. Like, yeah. it was just like, let's look at all the sexy lady asses. So not, yeah. let's, are they great the sports people? Yeah. It might as well have been. They are I, I was thinking all the cheeky girls. girls touch my arm. I am the cheeky girl. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, this is in my lifetime. So I grew yeah, up yeah. with that, thinking, oh, look, Absolutely. Wimbledon, is aren't, aren't yeah. the girls sexy in their little outfits? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But oh, not you're right. Beach volleyball, absolutely. Beach volleyball has been like shorthand for for your friends' dads, hasn't it? Like, oh, your friends' dads, they're yeah. watching the beach volleyball, perverts. Yeah, absolutely, it yeah. is. It's shorthand for, you know, sexy, yeah. sexy time. <laughs> Bongo time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but even like, you know, I, I, we're, I, we are going on a bit of a, more of a general rant, I guess, really here, but it's not so long ago that, you know, that, that, that actually um, black ballerinas were penalised for not wearing pink tights because it was that they were flesh coloured. You yes. know, and it, that that was an issue. So therefore, they lost points because they weren't in these like yeah. flesh coloured tights. Even you know, though they're not white like, coloured. Right, exactly. And the reason why I say that is that there's almost this like just elitist behaviour that is, you know, that there's that with the patriarchy, with a you know a little you know sprinkling of sexism and racism that all goes like that, that combined in, yeah. in sport in general, and it seems like such a horrible place to be to be honest and I'm not sure I mean I, th I think that the the conversations and the narrative they're getting better you know in terms of you know I think that there is a, a genera uh, generational I can't say it somebody say it but there's yeah, a change yeah. yeah at the minute you know and I think that Gen Z you know for example are a lot more accepting and open of having these conversations. I'm not saying it's right, but they'll call it out, you know, yeah. and that allows, you know, other people to get involved in, in the conversation really. But man, I, you know, I think somebody said earlier that it's, you know, it starts at, at school almost, you know, in terms of being able to, to take part in sports and this, that and the other. And I read something earlier as well that was, um, it was a dissertation actually on, on, on the patriarchy and sport. And, you know, it is that, that actually at very, you know, a very early age, all of the, the, the people in power are men. 
so that it starts from then like before they even get to those kind of levels of that kind of age where we're talking about competing you know in the world it starts you know in in school you know because yeah. the the it's it's low level sexism that starts to creep in from there straight away you know well it absolutely does yeah. and it's absolutely go on hannah go on yeah 100 percent. there's still you know boys do football girls do do netball and don't get too butch girls don't lift weights too much because you don't want your arms turning up too much and mm-hmm. you know it is 100 percent. just from those higher levels there's societal pressures on girls to not be as into sport or you know it's not feminine to be into sport or to be ripped mm. or whatever but even though you know those girls that do i've got i've got a friend whose daughter is you know she she loves football she's she's wants to be a professional football player and she's having like tryouts for for the national team and stuff and even now she's still getting comments like oh what a tomboy you see she posts something on her mm-hmm. facebook about you know oh my daughter's done this and she's just won this trophy and everyone's like oh isn't she a tomboy look at her and you're like oh my mm-hmm. god no she's just a, she's a girl she loves playing football um and yeah. it's still that narrative that we are passing down you know that sport is good for boys but it's not good for girls and then if they get there they don't just have the fact that they've got to give up you know six hours of every single day in order to train they've got to battle all of this fucking shit of well you're not wearing the right clothing and you're not standing in the right position and you you can't take your baby and you can't take your mum and you you know it's just bad shit in it anyway We, we are out of time, I'm afraid, girls. So there we go. That, that's got our um, that that's given us something to rant about on a Monday afternoon, hasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah and I think yeah, we've all made we've all done some good research and read some good articles. So we'll if we'll put the links to the articles in the show notes on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Rish, final words. I haven't got any. I'm just living. All right. Yes. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I've had this rant. I've, it's been a while since I've been on, so I, yeah. you know, I've put my feelings across. I've ranted my way through this one, so it'll be a, another couple of months before I see you again. Thanks. Good. <laughs> Your contribution is always appreciated. Hannah, final words. <laughs> Sorry, what an inaccurate okay. nice yes. <laughs> There we go. Uh, that it. That's literally your final <laughs> word. Did you just, I was like waiting for Hannah to speak. I know. <laughs> Well, just to say then, so I did do a bit of reading whilst one of you was ranting. And yeah, uh, <laughs> just about the, the upper and lower levels of testosterone in, in runners, there is no upper level of testosterone and interesting uh, in men. And interestingly, there's no lower level, at which point they are banned or they have wow, to go really? women. Yeah. Wow. So there's only an upper level for women. And they were one they were asked to the IAFF which uh you know sorts out the the um the regulations and that yeah they were asked to, to prove that it made a difference the the level of testosterone it gave them a 10 to 12 percent um advantage a higher level of testosterone and they couldn't prove it so they had to withdraw that 10 to 12 percent statement wow wow so there we go so that is That's absolutely amazing, unequivocally double standards isn't it there's there's no 100%. two ways about that That's yeah yeah, I'd yeah, love that. Yeah. I'd love that that there's you know that there should be a lower level. Sorry, guys, yes. you, you, testosterone's not too high. You know, pit, you know, compete with the women. Yeah, you're too feminine. The, no. the women, the women would wipe the floor with them. Honestly, that'd be amazing. <laughs> love it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, but kind nobody of ever says, "Oh, you know what? You're too effeminate, mate." Like, you know. Mm. Well, exactly. That conversation. Well, so you should be competing in the men's. Yeah, yeah. competing in the ladies. No, yeah. that doesn't happen. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. I, I, I did have a final, final word other than my. Yeah, and you put your hand else. up like a very good yeah, girl. No, Go on. Because I was me. like, because I was like, I've got to get it out before I forget. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I know. I know. We've. I, I have ranted today, and it's been, you know, kind of um, women and female heather. But what we we can't ignore the fact that it's also an issue, you know, that it's it's essentially alpha male, you know, and and actually for the men that don't, you know, conform to that and don't equal that, they are equally, you know, shooed or shunned or, you know, you can't play football, you big wuss, you know, and this, that and the other. And even that starts at a very early age. So I do think we have to, it's not just us, you know, we have a, a, an extra level of, of stuff going on with that, but it, it's, it's, patri it's patriarchy, isn't it? It affects the, yeah, the men as well. Yeah. So. It's that a really good it. point. I was I was reading good an article point. by a, a gay man who who started a gay men's football team for that very reason. He'd wanted yeah. to play. For, he loved football. He wanted to play football as a child. He'd essentially been chased out of every football club he'd gone to because he said he was too gay. And so he started a gay football team. And you just, again, you're like, come on, man, we're fucking 2020. What 2021? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, final words. Final words. I think uh, just on that note, for those whether you're raising children, have nephews and nieces or whatever, you're in education. I think when it comes to sport, you know, just in, if, if your kid wants to run about and kick a ball or bounce on a trampoline or do whatever, just encourage it and don't gender it for heaven's yeah. sake, I think is my final message on that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're what you want while you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wear a big leotard. You'll be all right. Brilliant. Thank you very much, all of you. Um, if you are watching the Facebook Live, please leave us a comment. Even if you're watching um, uh, back afterwards, we still keep an eye on the comments, so you may talk to us if you so wish. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, head over to the Facebook page and become part of the conversation. If you are listening to our podcast, like and subscribe, guys. Uh, leave, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, leave us the review. It really helps. All that bollocks. Also, join us on the Facebook page because there you can join in the conversation. That is it. We are saying goodbye. We'll be back in two weeks. Wait. Bye. Bye.